Metro FM talk here on the Mighty Metro and our thought leader on this Thursday on the eve of the uh, policy conference of the governing party, the African National Congress, joined in studio by Nongabam uh, Shauli, uh, who is the convener of the National Youth Task Team of the ANC Youth League. Nongabam, uh, good evening. Good evening, Ayabonga, and good evening to your listeners, and thank you very much for having us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just had a very interesting discussion now with uh, the subcommittee chair on economic transformation, uh, Mamuluko. And, um, you know, I mean, we touched on a lot of things in that document, but um, I think a big part of the feedback that we got from many of the listeners is that many people are disaffected by the ANC, despondent. Uh, Many people are saying, well, yeah, you're going to convene and speak on issues of policy, but... Mm-hmm. So maybe I think let's start there. Um, the context within which this convening that is aimed at discussing policy happens in, yeah. you know, uh, load shedding, food price increases, all manner of issues that are facing South Africans. I think, f- firstly, um, we, we, we should speak about why we do convene the National Policy Conference. Um, and it's precisely because we are a governing party. Um, mm. And part of being that is that as the governing party, we what we implement in government um, is policies of the ANC as per what would have been, you know, agreed upon in your your national conference of the ANC. Mm. And the importance of a policy conference is the reviewal um, of those policies and making, you know, an assessment of the implementation of those policies. Mm. Um, you know, what's working, what's not working, what needs to be amended, what's lacking, uh, and, and so on and so forth. Which is why, so for an example, um, we, we feel as though, you know, that the economy, for an example, uh, is not uh, it's it's in a terrible state. Mm. You know, we we our, our lives are going you know um, backwards. We can't afford food and those kinds of things. Then the policy conference should say, okay, in our last conference we said that our approach to the economy is A Y A B and C. Mm. Um, we've tried to implement that under the circumstances of having had COVID nineteen. You know, changing you know global dynamics. Mm. You know, uh, global inflation. You know, the conflicts that you've seen that have affected our f- our food and fuel prices, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then you then make an assessment to say, uh, so uh, at a level of government, for an example, does your ERP work? For mm, an example, I think the reco- you, reconstruction sure, and recovery yes, plan. Yeah, you would have spoken about yes, that with, yeah. with, with Comrade Mamuluko, um, and that's why this is important. It's for us to come here and say out of the policies that we said, because remember when we go to elections, we go to elections saying that we are going to do A, B, and C in terms of the economy, in terms mm. of social transformation, in terms of you know. Um, uh, the ver- peace and stability mm. and the various sectors. So then we come here to say, let's review those policies. Let's do an appraisal of them and see what we need to then when we get to national conference, which is ultimately your mm. highest decision making body, then to say, okay, what are we reaffirming? What are we amending? Sure. What are we changing? What are we bringing you know, back to the table, et cetera, et cetera. That's why this is so important. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about, I guess, what Ulucha is saying. Yeah. And I want us to maybe start internally and we can move outward. I think you've, you've painted the scene even globally of what's happening in Ukraine, the impact yeah. it's having on prices and so on. Uh, but let's start just organizationally. Yeah. Renewal. Mm. Um, and often there's the sort of issue of how do we give substance and make sense of what that renewal is going to look like for South Africans. As young people, you've expressed a view. We saw a statement just before we came on air tonight um, saying very specific and very, you know, I mean, very concrete things Mm. 
uh, that should be part of this discussion on how the ANC renews itself. Talk us through some of those. So the, the first thing that we are saying is that we need to, if you speak about renewal, you need to start with the membership of the ANC. Mm. Um, renewal can't just be a buzzword um, that whoever wants to sound relevant uses. So you need to first start with the very basis of what the organization is, which mm. is the membership of the organization. Uh, and what we are saying is that we must review um, how a non-member becomes a member of the ANC, first mm. and foremost. Uh, part of that means that there must be a vetting. Uh, you know, right now, all that needs to happen is that you pay 20 rand, you wait for six months, then you become a member in good standing. Mm. And we are saying that's fundamentally flawed because then you, this is now why you have a membership that is not conscious, that is not well-versed with the you know values, principles, and tra- traditions of the ANC. Um, and hence, you have this crisis of consciousness, uh, mm. you know, within the movement. And we're saying that so before Nangaba becomes a member of the ANC, there has to be vetting, mm. you know. Uh, but beyond the vetting, just also just to avoid a situation whereby you have criminals, uh, people with criminal records. Who buy in. Exactly, mm. you know. Mm. So there has to be that vetting that takes place. But also, uh, before you speak about a branch, and also uh, coupled with that, um, there has to be, you know, a rigorous political education process mm. uh, before you can become a member in good standing. Uh, coupled with that, we are saying that a branch in good standing as well, because currently, um, for you to be a branch in good standing, you really just have to have 100 plus one members uh, who all have their membership on, on Paid up, good standing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And what we are saying is that before a branch is allowed to even participate in any you know, organizational processes, it has to prove its work in terms of community activism. Mm. Because mm. the reason that branches of the ANC exist is for them to actually you know, um, respond to issues of, of the people within their communities. Sure, sure. We're also saying that everyone who gets elected onto a structure must have a role of responsibility so that you can move away from the situation whereby you elect 80 NEC members, um, half of them have no role, mm. uh, you know, in terms of, I mean, obviously there'll be members of subcommittees, but everyone must have something that they are accountable for so that when you then do an appraisal of the work of the NEC mm. and Ayabongo uh, should be able to then account but when Zendo Nikola five years you know and prove that and there has to be like accountability around that sure um, let's pause there for a second yeah. because when we come back I want us to talk about that issue of the NEC because uh, I think there are also big question marks I mean young people constitute such a big proportion of mm. the population uh, proportion of the categories of people who are beset by problems. I mean, I was speaking to Mamuluk about those not in employment, education, or training, overrepresented our young people in that space. Um, and what's your view on even in that structure, the highest decision making body between conferences of the role of young people there? Then sure. A response uh, by Ms. Kubai mm. when she says they are not a, a socialist party. Uh, I think she's, with all due respect, being comically with the truth, Ayabonga. I remember, I can remember so vividly um, the former president of the ANC, Mr. Jacob Zuma, during uh, Moses Kotane's reperial. Uh, he was articulating on, on, the, on the policy, mm. I mean, on their relationship with the with South the party, African yeah. Communist Party, that he was actually lamenting that uh, they've been the, le- the leaders of the SACP. They've been talking about implementing social, social, socialist policies, but they never do. 
they've been pronouncing of the uh, on the pro, on the policies of socialism but they they, they never get them implemented mm. and he was saying he even went as far as he's about to go for pension now he wants to okay we'll come back to that one uh, and i think in many ways my brother you've kind of answered yourself because the reference there that even former president zuma was making was to the south african communist party uh, but I think maybe Nongleba will, will tell us about the multi-class character of the ANC. But let's play another voice note there so that we can get uh, Nongleba, who's with us in studio, uh, to respond. Amen. Good evening. Amen. Glondau. Hey, And then on top of that, uh, you might want to maybe just... Uh, clarify my brother earlier on the on the question of the ANC being a socialist organization. Um, I think I think you were correct. Um, I wanted to say that uh, the ANC is a multi-class organization which has always, um, you know, fashioned itself around <clears throat> being. Uh, sympathetic to to the left, you know. Um, in in other words, we say we always say that the ANC is left leaning, mm. um, which is why we call it the African National Congress. It's a nationalist movement mm. um, that seeks to address the condition of, you know, the previously marginalised and disadvantaged, and 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 we define that, uh, you know, around, you know your African people, mm. the condition of your African people and the condition of your black people. Um, and we speak about addressing the national question, uh, which is the race, the race question. We mm. speak about addressing the class question. We speak about addressing the gender question. Um, so I think where Ubuddi might have had a confusion is around the fact that because we are left-leaning, uh, precisely because of what we term the National Democratic Revolution mm. um, in us bringing about a national democratic society, which we say is non-racial, non-sexist, united, prosperous and democratic. And I think maybe that's where the confusion might come in. Um, mm. But I also think that it's a good confusion because imagine if you thought we were a right-wing party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so so you actually, are center right. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. so I'm happy <laughs> thanks to our high <laughs> <laughs> we, we, are, we, are, we are left. <laughs> so, but but yeah. I mean, we were talking about the NEC just before we went to the break. Yeah. Um, and performance management as part mm. of the organizational renewal. But surely I would also think that um, it's about time we get more younger people into the National Executive Committee of the ANC. Absolutely. And one of the things that we are actually saying um, as as the Progressive Youth Alliance, which is really a, a formation of, of youth structures that form part of the mass democratic movement, uh, which is your Youth League, your SASCO, your mm. COSAS, your, you know, your YSAD and other formations as well, is to say that, you know, we are now at a time whereby we can no longer... Um, just leave the issue of youth representation to the consciousness of those who would be in conference to vote. Mm. You know, because we've seen that even when young people are in their majority, um, you know, members of the ANC, we've seen that even when women 
are in majority members of the ANC. You just have to look at um, the top five structures of the provinces that have had provincial conferences to see um, the makeup of that. Mm. You know, I think it, it's only actually in Gauteng where you've seen, um, you know, majority women uh, coming into the top five. And we're saying that we're now at a point whereby the issue of youth representation must be something that is written in the law of the organization to say that you cannot elect a structure mm. and not have a percentage of young people. And we are saying that 40% is actually quite a fair, you know, demand, uh, precisely considering the fact that young people constitute majority of the population of the mm. country and majority of the membership of the organization. Um, so what we are saying is that we want 40% of young people in all structures of sure. the ANC as part of the policy of the ANC, not mm. just the guideline. And the reason we're saying that it must be policy when I uh, it's because we've seen during local government elections where the ANC said... Um, you know, 25%, you know, of, of young people must be in councils or mm. 25% of councils um, must constitute of young people. And um, and when you looked at the list, there were no young people. Uh, in fact, you would see that young people would, like in a, in, in, in a list of 100, mm. young people would be like in the bottom 10. And then they would say that the 25% is there knowing very well that... Precisely. Mm. And when we question that, go to Haga, look, it's a guideline, it's not a policy. Mm. And we're like, oh, okay, now we want it to be policy because clearly sure. we need a policy for you to be able to do the right thing. And we can debate the issue around it being a quota system, but I, I also mm. think that had we not had a 50% quota system as part of the policy of the ANC, you would not see structures of the ANC uh, electing 50% women, That's for true. an example. Yeah. And the reason right now that you have 50% women is precisely because that had mm. become policy. Sure. So we are now saying that we want it to be policy of the ANC for 40% of young people yeah. to be in all elected structures. You spoke about the national question, eh? Yeah. And uh, the ANC sort of really its primary task being to deal with this, that in the National Democratic Revolution. Now, part of the national question is also disparities in land and property ownership on a racialized basis, mm. which is a, a key feature, baked in feature of the South African society. Uh, as the Progressive Youth Alliance, you, you've come out and said um, the land question is strategic. It's important in advancing the revolution and correcting the imbalances of the past. Uh, you're calling for expropriation of land without compensation and the introduction of a wealth tax. Two elements, by the way, which were in the resolutions of 2017. Why do you think we haven't moved? We have moved on the one. You would remember that uh, you now do have a bill in Parliament, which is the expropriation bill. Um, you would also note that there is also um, there was the the amendment to Section 25, which mm. did go to Parliament that didn't pass because uh, the ANC did not have the, um, the 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 requisite number of of votes to have it pass on its own, uh, and it needed some opposition parties that didn't vote with the ANC. And we also think that that is, and in fact, if you look at the ANC Youth League, for an example, and Mm. dating back to our last national our second last national conference uh, which was the 2011 uh, national conference where these resolutions were actually adopted um, by the ANC you think as, mm. as part of our seven cardinal pillars where we spoke about the issue of, 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 of expropriation without compensation we then went to NASRAC and that became ANC policy mm. uh, we're now going to NASRAC again five years later where you do have a bill in parliament our concern however is that um, you know if you l- just read the expropriation bill um uh we do believe as we do believe that there is somewhat of a watering down 
of what we would have initially would mm. have been the intent of, uh, you know, of the bill. I mean, for an example, in the ANC, um, even when it spoke about the Section 25, Section 25 uh, Amendment of the Constitution, I think spoke about something, if I remember the word incorrect, it said, uh, we want to make explicit what is implicit, you know, in the Constitution, basically saying that there's no need to amend the Constitution, we just want to make it spelled out, you know. Um, and we do think that that attitude is not assisting us in really, really, getting to the redressing of mm. the of the land question which um, has, has always been you know uh, 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 characterized as the original sin uh, of land land disposition um, and we do think that I mean yes there has been movement it is a policy you know there's a movement in in, 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 in Parliament as mm. well and p- part of what we will definitely be looking out to is the fact that we should not just have it to become a checklist but sure. really it when at when it does get into becoming law uh, when it mm. then becomes an act that it actually does have its intent in terms of ensuring that the expropriation of land without compensation mm. does take place on economic policy um, and it's something I spoke to Mamuluku about um, and uh, we probably weren't able to cover it as much as I would have liked uh, but you you raise the concern that the discussion documents going into this conference of the ANC uncharacteristically avoids altogether issues of industrial policy and macroeconomic policy well, I think one, the, the discussion documents going into this conference generally, mm. generally, if you if you if you compare them to the discussion documents um, of of about five years ago, mm. uh, there's a lot of cut and paste. If we're to be honest, Aibu. there's a lot of, and I say cut and paste in the context that um, if I mean if if I were to just make an assessment to ask what is fundamentally new. Uh, right now as opposed to what we would have proposed about uh, you know five years ago mm. there isn't much you know uh, that the debates are by and large the same and I think where the ANC is right now um, uh, we should make an assessment of what do we think must be a fundamental shift with how we do things in our economy you know are we going to have the same recipe um, with the same outcomes um, mm. and an ailing economy, c- given the current you know um, situation domestically and internationally as well, and hoping for a changing in the condition of the people, and I don't think that 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 is necessarily assisting. I mean, beyond anything else, you now have you've had COVID nineteen, mm. uh, you've had you know what's happened with the food prices, the fuel prices. And you also have the interest rates and, and there yeah. oh yes, mm. and then you also have a crisis of ESCOM where mm. we don't have electricity. Forget about it, number. Mm. Um, you know, um, and even that is even just exacerbating the situation. And what is what becomes our response to that? Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. Now, now, I mean, I guess many young people are going in to many of the commissions tomorrow. And uh, one of the things I found quite interesting, I guess, um, is a section on progressive internationalism, commitment to the Sahrawi people, mm-hmm. commitment to the Palestinian people, mm-hmm. as can be expected. But on peace and stability. Interestingly, you raise the issues of the Defence Force, Arms yep. Corps, and Danelle. Yes, one we, we we find the the defunding or the decreasing in funding of of, of the Defence Force to be quite problematic, um, and and if you look at you know the 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 the, the fiscal sort of uh, or well the funding of of the asset defense it's decreased over the years um and when you decrease funding of your south african defense force you actually have a situation whereby uh you are actually weakening yourself mm. because uh if you just look at what's happened with our neighbors um uh with
with what's happened in Mozambique with the the groupings there mm. you know it's quite Al-Shabaab, close to, yeah. exact, it's quite close to home mm. and yet you have it SANDF that you're actually reducing the funding of mm. you have a Denal which is your arms manufacturing uh, you know uh, entity mm. which has literally been ailing for the longest time um, and it was one of the top 10 aerospace and arms manufacturers in, in the, the world, world at some stage. in yeah, the yeah. world and currently it has not been able to to you know to 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 function properly mm. there was a point in time where workers hadn't been paid for months mm. um, and we are saying that if we want to protect our sovereignty uh, part of that and the fundamental part of that mm. is ensuring that you recapitalize the now sure. as a fundamental for your for your sovereignty but also beyond that ensure that you actually adequately fund your SANDF mm. but also the issues around immigration as well that we haven't you know attended to mm. given what's happening with our borders in the country yeah. and that's something else that we need to pay attention sure, to sure sure you also touch i guess for the student uh, 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 listeners uh, who are listening to us tonight on the pricing of student accommodation big issue yeah uh, and of course on the role of local authorities there as well but maybe just as we wrap up we've got about a minute or so um you know you speak about workers at Denel who haven't been paid for a long time um and one of the big issues is that also the african national congress itself mm. has staffers who have not been paid yes as young people um what are you saying to them We'll be joining workers tomorrow on the picket lines okay. who will be protesting outside of uh, NASRAC to pledge solidarity with them. Some of the workers who work for the Youth League, for example, haven't been paid. Mm. We've been informed, sorry, that today some workers were paid. They received their June salaries today. Okay. Uh, they're still the July salaries that are outstanding. But we believe that it's 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 a shameful situation, Aibong. What's a causing it? What it's, 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 it's a shameful situation. Um, there are a lot of different explanations as to mm. why we're Mali. But why are we spending Mali singing and never Mali? Because we don't have money, why are we spending money on conferencing? Yeah, why nice well, dinners, you know, and all well, of that? The dinner was supposed to be a fundraiser, um, but leave the dinner. Why are we having a physical conference? Mm. You know, uh, because our argument is, had we known that workers had been paid for the past two months, we would have said, let's have a virtual conference. Mm. You know, you would have spent a fraction of the price, uh, but we're spending money that we're spending money that we don't have, and we believe that that's a, just a complete total collapse of logic. But anyway, Silapangoku will be joining workers tomorrow on the picket mm. lines, and we will continue to advocate for workers of the ANC to be treated fairly in terms of fair labor practices and that the employer, which is also mm, the ANC, sure. ensure that it does do right by its workers. certainly hope that uh, the young people will add their pound in flesh and value in many of the commissions uh, uh, over the next few days or so. Nongleba, Ngoska Kulu for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. That there was the uh, uh, convener, the national convener of the National Youth Task Team of the ANC Youth League, uh, speaking to us about some of the issues that they're going to be highlighting and placing front and center. Uh, I find that one on NASFAS quite interesting uh, and uh, also carving out a role for Omas Palabetu because Omas Palabetu, you know, in those Dibansene, no lucha and skilling of young people and Mfundo uh, should be somebody else's baby. But we leave it here for this week and yeah, uh, Wango uh, take strength, my Africa. Kiwa gombona kutubela na nangu kusisai bang.